Welcome to the Do Business Better podcast, the place for ideas you can implement to achieve prosperity. You'll get insights from successful business people on how they do business better. You'll glean tactics on creating a life and business by choice because we interview real business people who've done just that. Now here's your host, Damian Mason. Hey, greetings. Thanks for tuning in here to the Do Business Better podcast. And speaking of tuning in, that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about why your customers tune in and are you giving them a reason to tune out? Okay, that's the subject. Uh, By the way, I know I've been saying this, so if you're a listener, I appreciate your patience. Um, If you are a listener... I would also like you to consider being a viewer. We started putting our video podcasts up on the Damian Mason YouTube channel, which is D Mason Comedy, or just go on YouTube and type in Damian Mason. Please subscribe. The more subscribers you have, the more visibility you get, which means more people can see what we're offering through all my commentary and my podcast. Uh, the playlist for this is the Do Business Better podcast playlist uh, on my YouTube channel, where there's all kinds of other stuff, stuff of me live on stage and various agricultural commentary, etc. So thanks a lot for uh, the consideration. Okay, you uh, keep up with my stuff. And if you've read my book, Do Business Better, uh, if you've watched any of my things, you know that I talk a lot about customer creation, uh, constantly cultivating new clients. Uh, in the book, Do Business Better, I make a big point about the need to do that. You have clients that are going to go away. They're going to retire. They're going to change jobs. They're going to change careers to a completely different field. They're going to sell their business. They're going to get bought out. They're going to go bankrupt. They're going to die. Whatever the reason is, we must always be cultivating new clients. So we understand that, right? Uh, it's part of being in business. I don't have the same client base doing, uh, you know, I'm doing different stuff now than I was 15, 20 years ago. You do too. So we're always talking about retaining clients, uh, getting rid of your worst clients, and also the need to create new clients. So we understand that, right? But what about when you lose clients because you've given them a reason to tune out, One of my big things has always been understand what you sell. Understand why it is that customers do business with you. Why do your clients give you their money? What do they get? And that's where we get into, like when I work with customers and when I do speeches, when I do consulting, I talk about what's the value proposition? What is the actual thing that they get? And usually people say, oh, it's because I have really good service. Okay, that's that's fine. Everybody says that. What's the real thing? What is the value proposition? What is that thing that they get from doing business with you? There's an old story. You've heard me say it probably. You've heard somebody say it in sales. Guy, gal, whoever, goes into a hardware store looking for a drill bit. What does the customer want? And of course, the first answer is a drill bit. And the second answer is no, he or she wants a hole. I would argue that it's even something beyond that. It's not a drill bit, nor is it a hole. It is what is going to be hanging on the living room wall that the hole, the hole is going to drill so that we can put the set screw in there and hang the, the family heirloom or whatever that thing is. You see, it's usually the product of the product that the customer is paying for. And then there's some other magic. There's other, some other little thing that there's uh, some value proposition that means something to that customer. And that's when you really have them bought in. So it's always important to understand what it is you sell and then to understand what you don't sell. And that's where I'm coming up with this whole episode's point of understanding what you sell Definitely understand what you don't sell, why your customers sure as hell don't come to you, and then giving customers a reason to tune out. So I'm going to talk about professional sports. 
This is not getting political. Don't freak out on me here. I'm going to talk to you about professional sports because as I record this right now in August of the year 2020, we've been, in my opinion, under some sort of uh, siege as fans because we're coming out of the whole coronavirus. Then sports leagues said they're going to start playing again, but they didn't just start playing again. More than they even have the last couple of years, they took social and political stances. Now, I don't care where you line up and you don't care where I line up. I'm fairly libertarian. Doesn't matter to you. You might be a left wing. You might be a right wing person. Does not matter for this discussion. All that matters is that your business does not do what I believe the sports leagues are doing to their detriment. And that is giving vast amounts of their customers a reason to tune out. And you've heard the stats. Have you not heard the stats about, like, for instance, a bad retail experience? The customer won't complain, but he or she will never come back. It's like 70% of the of the people that uh, are absolutely incensed say, I didn't talk to the manager. I didn't go on Yelp. I didn't send a letter to the CEO. I just am never going to go back there again because there's lots of other options. And that's where the sports leagues have a lesson for you and for I and how we do our business And are we giving our customers a reason to tune out or forgetting why it is that they tune in? Are we understanding what we sell? I love football. I'm shooting on this angle right now so that you can see the pictures of my beloved Pittsburgh Steelers. Merrill Hodge and I bumped into each other, a former running back for the Steelers, ESPN football analyst now, and the Washington, D.C. Airline Club. He and I uh, talked for briefly and took a picture. Mean Joe Green, right over my right shoulder. One of the best defensive linemen of all time. Just the name, Mean Joe Green. Rod Woodson, Hall of Famer from right up the road here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Went to my alma mater, Purdue. Jerome the Bus Bettis, Franco Harris, you know, the Immaculate Reception. Of course, my all-time favorite football player, Jack Lambert, is right there in the middle. Jack Lambert, number 58. Too rangy, too skinny, too tall, too slow. Wasn't going to make it. And became an absolute force through his, shall we say, force of will and his work ethic. I love the Steelers. I love football. I played football. The only Mason boy out of the five kids that played football. I love watching football. I might even have a couple little wagers every weekend with some friends on some football games to keep it interesting. Because why else would you care about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Seattle Seahawks? Okay, here's the thing. The football league... NFL Football League, the Major League Baseball, the WNBA, the NBA have all decided to appease activist groups or to make themselves appear to be very socially conscious are taking hard stances that I believe are going to cause many of their fans to tune out. You may disagree. And again, let's not worry about your politics, my politics, the guy down the road, the woman across the street, their politics. Let's just talk about what you're in the business of doing. You are in the business of providing a product. Should you stand for something? Yes. Should you stand for yourself? Should you stand for your convictions? Should you have your beliefs? Yes, you should. Just be cautious that you do not want to give your customers a reason to tune out, and you must always be cognizant of why they are tuning in. Sports is a relief. Sports is an escape. Sports, contrary to what some wacky, overzealous T-League coach told your kid, oh, sports is life. Sports is not life. It is for the people that play it. It's their livelihood. But sports is not life. And all these things where we compare this to this. No, real life is real life. Well, I'm going to make sure that my kid plays tea leagues. They learn a work ethic. Oh, come on. You know how I learned to work? Growing up on a dairy farm where it was our livelihood and also the daily obligation of going out and taking care of the cattle and making the hay so that we could put food on the table. 
you can call sports whatever you want. If you want to think that it's life, you want to think that it's you know uh, uh, makes you uh, the person you are today. That's all fine. But here's what you really got to realize: for the customer, the person that views. WNBA or Major League Baseball or NBA or NFL or NHL or any of the other professional sports. It is escape. It is relief. It is entertainment. And when it gets to where it is hard for the customer to stomach what they see or to agree or if they completely vehemently disagree, that customer, just like the one that gets pissed off at a bad restaurant experience and nobody seems to be empathetic, nobody seems to care, your food came out late, cold, it wasn't even the right order, and then I, I voiced my concern and said, hey, I'll just, I'll just sit here and drink a beer until you get it right, and they said, well, you know what, we're too busy, blah, blah. That customer leaves mad and never comes back, right? What do you think is happening to the people that really consider themselves to be patriotic, their sons and daughters served in the military, and the WNBA team gets up and runs off the court at the playing of the national anthem. And again, I don't care about your politics, and you don't care about mine. Do you think that that's the right imagery? Is that the right branding? Now, of course, it doesn't matter because nobody really watches the WNBA anyhow, but let's talk about the NFL. It's got the best viewership of any professional sport in the United States of America. And they're making a big fuss over what songs are going to be played and whether they're going to kneel and then what they're going to put on the helmets and they're going to salute these. Is it because of their social consciousness or is it because they think by appealing to social consciousness and by appealing to activist groups, they will show that they're open-minded and care? And in doing so, my prediction is they're going to alienate more people than they appease. Because the truth is, activists usually, usually play bigger than they really are. It's an old football term, by the way. Jack Lambert played bigger than he was. He was only 214 pounds, but he played bigger than 214 pounds. You see, maybe he's 218, by the way. Okay, here's the thing. Activist groups play bigger than they are. So then everybody has this idea through their brilliant media and their public relations and the fact that they create such a stir that this is really how most people think. And I would caution you that most people do not think like these activist groups. So when the sports league appeases them or believes they appease them, they probably create a disappeal to hundreds and hundreds more fans than there ever would be per person that's in the activist group. So what's your brand and business doing? Are you giving your customers a reason to tune out? Are you falling victim to appealing to some sort of activism, some sort of cause that you think is where everybody is, but actually many people are not? Are you giving your lifelong customers a reason to go somewhere else? I want to watch the football. I want to watch football. But I might watch bass fishing because when I flipped around on the TV the other day, I saw a guy catching fish in a really pretty setting. And all they were doing was talking about fishing. And I thought, that's pretty neat. No social causes, no politics. I'm not being propagandized nor agendaized, nor am I being brought into a dialogue that I didn't even want to be in because when I flip on ESPN, you know what I want? I want entertainment. I don't want to believe that I just involved myself in the next episode of Crossfire where there's some debate going on or I'm being told that somehow my country's a bad place or whatever that thing should be. So what are you doing to give your customers a reason to keep tuning in. Do you understand what you sell? Do you understand your value proposition? Because I don't know that the sports leagues do right now. They are entertainment. They are entertainment. And they seem to be straying pretty far from that. 
What do you sell? What's your value proposition? What would you do that might cause your customer base, your clients to tune out? That's the question you should always be asking yourself. Damien, you get active about stuff. I see you talking. You have got opinions. That's true, I do. But I'm a commentary guy. That's what I offer. I'm going to tell you that if you're thinking that you're going to appeal to your customer, sometimes that means you don't always appeal to your employees. See, that's the other thing about the sports leagues. They feel as though they have to do this to show that they're united with some of their athletes, the employees. The thing is, it is the customer who pays for the organization, for the business, for the employees. And if you alienate enough of them, they will not be your customer anymore and they will not come and give you their money. So as a business, if you want to if you want to show that you're standing with an employee, that's fine. But what if it turns out that that's completely not appealing to half of your customer base? It's always important to understand what we sell, why people tune in, and then more importantly, to understand what we don't sell, what we're not in the business of, and then to be very hard about this and say, listen, I believe that it's bad for my business if I do this and this. And that's where the sports leagues can give you an illustration and what I believe is going to end up being a bad move for them. Now, hopefully this just all goes away, meaning that they don't decide to become such politically oriented, agendaized, or socially involved organizations. They go back to just doing what they do, which is playing basketball and football and making it so that on a, on a cool fall evening or a wintry day, we have something to tune into for our entertainment because that is what they sell. Always be cognizant of exactly what you sell. Sit down, think about what you might be doing that's causing your clientele to tune out. It's not good for you. And remember, many people that you disenfranchise, many people that you, shall we say, offend, are not going to come back. And if you forget why it is you exist, it's a fundamental fatal flaw for business. When you forget what it is that you provide, you forget what it is that customers tune in and give you their money for, your business doesn't stick around for long. I'll give you another part about this, too. And this is the last one, the sports leagues. You're a private enterprise. Taxpayers probably do not buy your infrastructure. So this is the other thing that in my calculation, the sports leagues have gotten wrong. You have the more ability to be more independent. But when you are being taxed to pay for a stadium that gets used for eight games a year by a professional sports franchise, and your tax dollars, and when you eat at dinner, it gets extra money gets pulled out of your dinner at a restaurant to pay for that stadium, you all of a sudden are financing the infrastructure for a sports business that strayed from being entertainment and decided to become a political and social cause movement. So now you know why in there, wherein there is another rub with many of the fan base. I predict this being bad. Don't let your company do this. Don't let your business do this. Always be cognizant of what you sell and what you provide and why it is you're causing people to tune in and why it is that you might cause them to tune out. Speaking of tuning out, we're going to jump now. It's a nice short episode. I believe it's very timely. I don't mind if you disagree with me, but please take the business lessons and apply them to your own life. Also, please pick up my books if you have not. As you can probably imagine, a lot of folks are not working as much. They've got more isolated time. They might need something. So pick up my two books, Food Fear for the Ag and Food People that have interest in your life and Do Business Better for people that want to do their business enterprise better. Pick them up at DamianMace.com. Until next time, thanks a lot for tuning in. It's the Do Business Better podcast. If you enjoyed this episode of Do Business Better, please share it. 
And be sure to connect with Damien on LinkedIn, like his Facebook fan page, and follow him on Instagram and Twitter. For speaking inquiries or to purchase Damien's books, Food Fear and Do Business Better, go to DamienMason.com. Know someone who'd make a great guest? Send us a message. We're always looking for compelling stories and business lessons our listeners can benefit from. Thank you. Thank you.